In a world searching for meaning and hope, there's a place where voices rise. Welcome to the Repurpose Podcast Network, your haven for podcasts that envelops the everyday lives of believers. Shows about relationships, news, sports, and so much more. With so much negative content defining the Black experience, controlling the narrative is on the forefront. We amplify, elevate, empower Black creators to share with the world their thoughts and ideas. Tune in and unlock a world of captivating content that entertains and uplifts. The Repurpose Network. One message. Many voices. The movement launches September 12th, 2023. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Part of the Repurpose Network. Where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson. And what we do, we talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes. Yes, and welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. You guys always amaze me. You clap so loud. You know, even though I did it myself, you know, I, I make myself seem so much more important than I really am. But if you if 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 you if you clapped along or you smiled or you smirked or you did anything along those lines, I just want to say thank you. If you're tuning in, I just want to start off this one thing. Make sure you go to the show notes and register for the wave experience happening in September. I will be there talking about podcasting, talking about music, talking about all those things. There's going to be tons of workshops there. And at the same time, it's going to be about over 40 manufacturers. So send your teams um, to get trained and should be a great, 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 great time. But speaking of training, I have a great guest. He is a friend of the show. This is his, I think, I want to say this is your second time back. This is um, uh, Dose, um, engineer extraordinaire, my good friend, Frank Brown Jr. I had to make sure I said Jr. because I remember the first time you told me, you, to, you told me to joke about your dad. That's right. That's right. This guy was always taking credit for my stuff, man. Calling me, telling me, oh, it was a great show I did on uh, that music show I mixed. I, man, they, I must have worked really hard. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Oh, you know, they put Frank Brown. They didn't put Frank Brown Jr. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't put Frank Brown Sr. either. He's like, yeah, but they know there's, there might, there may be a junior. But they don't, they, they don't they have to put senior. senior. They definitely know there's a senior. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Um, You know, as you said, I'm a friend of the show. I'm a friend of yours. Um, I'm a a friend of audio, Um, sometimes a slave. It all depends on how you want to put it. But man, man, (laughs) I think I think I I talked to you a couple of weeks ago and I was literally knee deep in in a in a CL7, like literally knee deep. Yeah. And I was like going through the menu. I was like, because you know what it is? It's like when you work on so many different consoles, 
you forget where pages are and why and how and how come and because it's all a frame of thought how they design it. The real estate is everything. Let's like and honestly, I'm I'm I try not regularly to be the old guy in the room. Remember, I come <laughs> from an analog world, right? Um right. where desk to desk to desk to desk and I've toured and on my rider there wasn't necessarily one specific desk I had to have because those the money was there but the money wasn't crazy like that on most of the tours they were midline to head you know big you know they were headliners but you know bottom line is you couldn't request a specific console like a lot of these guys or I wasn't doing Janet Jackson Michael Jackson I was touring I wasn't touring with my own console but night to night to night to night whether I was on a Midas, whether I was on a Yamaha, which was my preferred, the PM series, right? Uh, at the time, the 3,000, 4,000, whatever. Um, Allen and Heath, whatever I was on, the you could look at the console and within minutes, yeah. look at the real estate and say, oh, okay, that's the aux section. That's the uh-huh. EQ section. That's this. Welcome that's to the that. church sound. Okay, podcast. cool. Let's go. Right. Where now, culture, real life, and technology the intersect. They don't even understand the service they've do? done to we themselves to by not people, having pastors, a leaders, layout, engineers, congruent manufacturers, uh, worship leaders, all about They're church, all trying to be different. Technology and provide solutions and that's great, for a successful you know, Sunday make the morning service. in your circuitry. You ready? Try to have some type of congruent for workflow or real estate because for us to, it's as seasoned right professionals to have to sit there and scratch our head and go to YouTube and the clock is ticking I did certain jobs I just don't take unless they have a console I'm familiar with because I don't like the uneasy feeling and after 34 years of doing <laughs> this I'm, I'm I'm all of a sudden like the uneasy was in the first 10 years Right. Of mixing. That wasn't right. my first 10 years of working. I wasn't the mix. I was the A2 for many years. And to all of you out there who are listening, please understand, in order to sit behind one of these consoles, the, my mentor, Peter Carl, told me, in order to be a good, not great, a good A1, you have to be a better A2. Mm. That's a better audio assistant because now you know everything that goes on out on that floor to be able to convey that to the A1 who's mixing. That person can't see and that has to trust you. So you have to be a better assistant than you are audio engineer. I tell people I'm still a better assistant than I am audio engineer because, you know, I just know so much more after right. mixing. Learning it right. as an A2, now I know so much more. But they need, it sucks, man. Um, it does because- Console to console to console, you're just like, I don't know what's going on. And um routing, like routing, you know what routing oh, was on, on a, you know what routing was on a on a on a analog console? Plugging in the off. XLR to the back. <laughs> that was it. I now I'm routing that signal out of this to where right. I'm now plugging it in somewhere else. And right. it didn't take forever. And right. there's just way that the other thing is that I'm, I know we could harp on this. This, this we won't even get to what we talked about but the the bigger or what you called me to talk about the 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 bigger problem with the routing situation is that these consoles do so much 
It's two things. They do so much that you'll never, ever use. One. Two, they do so much that now you get people, when you're doing things for video specifically, oh, you know what? Because the tape machines now, or the recording machines, excuse me, see, I showed my age. (laughs) The recording machines now have so many input channels, right? They had two channels when I started in television. Now these machines have eight, 12 channels that they can feed. They just want extra ISOs for no reason, right? For no reason. Like, we mixed and we got it right. Okay, we had some backup. But now, okay, most of your time is going in your routing and sending people stuff they don't even need. need. They're just using because they have it available to them in the tape room. Yeah, because they can. It's ridiculous, man. Thank you, Dante. (laughs) Right. But but even before Dante, just the the mere fact that these machines, because they're doing it without Dante. Oh, I need this output. I need this. I, I have, I'm going to take an ISO of every, of every, uh, you know, every, we're talking about talking heads. Right. It's a talk show. You need ISOs of all these people as opposed to the, the host and maybe putting everybody else who's a guest on the other track. Right. Like, right. cause they're all not going to talk at the same time. Exactly. And you're not going to have to correct it that bad. I don't think they hired me to make this much of a mistake, but you know what? We used to just ISO the guest by themselves on one channel and the host separate so the editor could do what they had to do. Now everyone, ah, oh, it just takes so much extra time. I, I'm so tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired we could of definitely, it. We could definitely go down a rabbit hole, but yeah, but I was, and the, and the crazy thing, because the church I, I TD at, we have one, two, three, we have four. So, and I'm familiar, and because I don't mix every Sunday, I TD, so I have an engineer and I have two engineers, I I don't get to get dirty. So when you don't get to get dirty, you forget where stuff is because you're not doing it every every day. Or well, that, that's also when, because you're working at a place that's stable and the stuff doesn't come in and out, right? It's not, right. It's not a rig that you're bringing in. So yeah, now... You you will get you will get complacent and a little rusty on the ins and outs because it's set it's good right we're not changing anything because right again with church church is the same church every week mm-hmm. the only thing that changes it is 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 a good shout here or there right otherwise it's a programmed situation exactly 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 yeah. all right so we 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 went on our tangent we, we, yeah. we do this we do this I think the last time we talked about monitors I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another another one of my from my from our favorite friend. We yeah. know who will not name. I got to get him back on the show. Oof. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I get a lot of questions, especially from young engineers, especially when I'm mixing. How do you how do you, how do you make your drum sound like that? Because it didn't sound like that when before you walked in. You know, now it sounds like this, but how did you do that? Because it it seems like it didn't take you. This is the question. Like it seems like it didn't take you long to do it. It's like yeah, because I've been doing it, so I kind of know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm listening to. You know all those things. But I kind of wanted to talk to you because first of all, you're like a supreme engineer who's who's been on everything and toured all over the world and, and mixed on church every, every Sunday and. At well, the I'm same not, time, I'm not there now on Sundays. 
Okay. I'm, well, I'm only there on Tuesday nights now, but okay. So, there, so, so now on Tuesday night. So, now, but your experience as an engineer and as a drummer makes a big difference to an engineer from a, from an engineer's perspective because you understand what that person is going through on stage. And at the same time, as an end user, as someone in the audience, you know what you want to hear. And as an engineer, you know how to make that happen. So what are like the, the first steps you use when you're, when you're at setup? You arrive, you get there, you start with drums. First thing you do. First thing I do is, I mean, um, if I brought in the, the drum mics, um, you know, I'll set them up if, or we've ordered whatever drum mics. I'm a big fan for, for just for cost sake of these new Audix drum packs. The, 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 the I, yeah. uh, I have it right over there. Um, I'm a big fan of them. So, but once again, I like to take the scenario of the bare bones situation in order to make things right. You and I, as engineers, as you say, supreme engineers, I, oh, that title is really kind of heavy, man. That's a heavy load to bear. But um, <laughs> as, se- crime, my man. as as seasoned <laughs> engineers, the real thing is what I try to do in situations like what we're doing right now. I don't want to talk about the big budgets and what I would order on my rider, and you know, because I'm going to fax this to them or even look at. I'm, Look how I dated myself again. <laughs> he said facts. He said facts. I used to fax like crazy. Email. What's on my right and what I require. Let's try to help the person who's in the the the, the church, because this is the church podcast, per church sound podcast, right? Let's mm-hmm. try to because always budget is of issue. Right. Because everybody's not in a huge big church with a TD, you know, and or it, Let's talk about how to make these drums sound better in a more, in a less favorable situation when it comes to finance, room, and everything else. Because when you have money um, or budget, and chances are, chances are, you also have the brains, the mindset to make it work. Because we could dump the highest end drum pack in a in a church that doesn't have. An, en- an engineer that, to make it sound good and it doesn't matter. So it's not about budget. Right. Right? So money doesn't right. make it sound good. It's experience and little tidbits like we're about to talk about. Right. If if I may go from that. Because like I said, everybody yes. doesn't... Yes. They, that, yes. that Audix pack, everybody doesn't can't afford that necessarily. Okay? First and foremost, and I, once again, I, I am a drummer all my life. I'm, I'm, my father was a drummer. Um, so all his career, the first thing that I am really like super sensitive to is how the drums are tuned. Hmm. Cause if I've got the most expensive drum mics or the cheapest drum mics, what goes in them, they're going to, they're going to accentuate. Right. If it's not tuned well, it's going to sound bad. Now, this is where I get into it and clash sometimes with drummers. And I don't, I, once again, I'm not that dude who's coming in talking about, hey, I was just interviewed on Church Pod Town Podcast Show and I just did this. 
I'm, I'm, people know me know I'm, I'm extra quiet when I walk in the room so that people don't really truly know what my background is. Because mm. often, especially the musicians, they just take you as the dumb sound guy, not the audio <laughs> engineer, the sound guy who only on knows the sound sound. Board. on the soundboard on the soundboard. <laughs> right. And there's a console right here in front of me. Um, and that's all that's all you do. And you couldn't possibly understand my instrument or let alone anybody else's instrument. All you know is why cables, microphones, speakers soundboard so i just let them go and, and what i try to do first is talk to them about the tuning and if they bring in their own drum set and i'm listening before we even open any faders i'm saying well this room's gonna need this these drums to be tuned up a little bit i know that's where you usually had them and i give it time because another factor is weather remember mm. drums are wooden right then it's types of wood. Then it's types of wood. There's all types of, of wood. But let's, I'm just dealing with wood and weather because we could go to you. You see now you're yeah, getting real go, deep. Okay, let's not let's, go rabbit hole. <laughs> right. Let's talk. Let's because we'll never get out of this. Right. It's just because it's deeper than people think. That's why you know. That's why you have me on. Right. So we could discuss this. Weather. If it come. If it came out of the rain, that means it probably has moisture in the drums, which is going to give it a rounder sound. Right. If it's come out of the heat, rounder sound, this humidity. If it's come out of the cold, it's probably going to be a little sharper, meaning it's just going to sound with a little more, have more tightness. Right. Right. Now there's drums that are specifically made in specific ways. My SJC, shout out to SJC Custom Drums. I've been endorsed by them since 2000. Um, And it's one of, you know, without being biased, and a lot of people say it's one of the best sounding drum sets they've heard because of what they taught me and what I was looking for in the drum set before they made it. So what I try to do is listen to how they're tuned. If I need to go to the drummer and say, listen, do me if I want I introduce myself. I'm Frank Brown. I'm the audio engineer for the for the day. Can you do me a favor? I know this may be what you're used to, but this room is dictating that you need to either I have tune up their drums a little higher than they may ordinarily have them, or maybe a little lower, depending upon what's going on. That's first and foremost. Second, people try to get into uh, how worn the heads are or not. That's not a factor in a lot of cases you can change right away. So I try not, I try to remove that. Hey, yeah, your, your drum, your heads are beat to crap. Well, once again, if we're talking about the church that doesn't have money and on a Sunday, the stores aren't necessarily open. They don't have time to change them. We got to work with what we have. If we got right. Okay. So what I'm trying to teach your viewers is what to do to work with what you have. Now, okay. If you can ask that person to tune them up a little bit or even tune them. Sometimes they're just not tuned. Now, past that. Whatever drum mics you have, if, if, if at the very least, if you, because we're talking about miking, if we can get just a kick snare in the hat. Right? What's played the most is kick, snare, and the hat. Because that's going to give us our foundation. You play toms in there, and if they're not mic'd, uh, we'll hear the toms in the room somehow, unless it's just a huge room. And in which case, if it's a huge room, we needed more microphones. Once again, I'm talking bare bones. 
I'm going to try to get that kick, the kick mic as close to the head as possible if it's a cheaper lower end mic. If it's a, if it's a decent mic, 421, you know, I'm not 421, uh, the Beta 52 or something like that. I'm going to give it a little space between it. I don't, I'm not, I, I'm also not, even if it's a, a recording situation, I mean, there's so many techniques where people are putting multiple microphones on and, you know, sub kick is nice if you have one, but mm-hmm. you know what? Um, bottom line is let's try to make work what we have. Yeah. Um, and the kick and the snare snare I mean, I'm sorry. Once we, that's with the kick. With the snare, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of double micing a snare. Mm. People look at me crazy, but like I said, I'm going with the top mic, gives me more of, more of an attack. It's right. one less thing for me to do. I can do it. And there's been some times when I've been, oh, that is sounding nice like that. But you don't always have the time for that. And if you do, Sometimes it's picking up so much more of the kit, depending upon what mic you're using. using. Right. So now I'm getting more kit than I want, trying to make one drum sound better when that person could probably tune it a little bit. Tune that gotcha. bottom head, right? So hat, you can be careful because with a hat, now, once again, got to be careful how much gain a lot of people are picking up more of their kit than they even expect they are just by gaining up the hat because the hat person who plays the hi-hat hi-hat has so many more dynamics than any other drum quite honestly right because first of all it's getting a lot more it's getting more ghost notes and all kinds of things than a snare's getting and it's also um dynamically different depending upon the type of music you're playing. Remember, because it can be closed, which is going to give you one dynamic, no matter how hard you hit it. And if you crack it just a little bit, it's a whole different dynamic that you have to also, in your sound check, be weary of. A lot of people forget that. You, 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 You start getting into your sound check, always, always ask the drummer to just play with that hat wide open for a second, right? Wide, not not wide, but you know, open as opposed to cut close because that you you start you start gaining it for that right. closed when that sucker opens. Man, you got a problem. You can be oh reaching. My, you're like, what happened? <laughs> oh, you'll be reaching. But if you're on a if you're on a digital desk, you gotta go to layer. Hold on, layer. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Uh, oh, there's the cue. Song's over, bro. Songs over. I'm sorry, manufacturers. I, I'm not endorsed by none of you anyway. But Yamaha, <laughs> if you want to holler at me, I love your consoles. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I'll, I'll learn that one. But so that that's that's my initial approach when I'm thinking of what's going on and I'm listening to the room because once again, I'm used to going from room to room to room to room night after night. Well, I've got to change my approach. Um, and tune the entire system, but with drums making them sound good. And that's the other thing is, you know, it's very it, right now with the with the influx of drum cages that makes it a lot easier on people. They don't even understand because mm. there's absorption in those cages, right? As opposed to plexi that we, we people were using initially with no absorption, 
just reflection. Fiction. A whole lot of it. <laughs> which, right. Which made you have to mix Work differently as well. Right. Yep. Or how far away these microphones were. So that's my initial approach. Now let's get into gain staging this stuff, right? We we touched on that a second ago with the hi-hat. So once again, gain, staging your gain is, I can't emphasize enough. Without it, if you gain stage correctly, quite honestly, you don't really need compression and limiting. Now, you will have to keep your fingers on those faders. And as we yeah. should, I, I tell people all the time, if you see an engineer sitting here like this during concert, as opposed to just like right here, at least at least right here, ready to grab something. That's the difference between your foot being near, near the brake in case of an accident or not. Exactly. Okay. So with that, staging the gain on all the drums, right? Your kick, snare, hat, toms, overheads, everything, right? Gain staging is important. How much gain is going or flying out of that channel, I should say, is everything. You've got to know something about that. That's a whole nother situation. So if you don't know about gain staging, please, I'm sure there's an episode on yeah, here. Yeah, I have an episode on gain staging. Yeah. About gain staging at, or yeah. go to YouTube or go back to school or call somebody because it will really save your your life when it comes to feedback, when it comes to how, you know, how hot things are just going to left and right, everything. It's, it's so important. Um, then, of course, EQing. Well, first, compressing. Let's let's go. Let's go to compression first. Um, I try to put compression where it's really needed. Things that are going to give me some real, real issues. Of course, that have one. I mean, because the drummer should be playing dynamically anyway, right? This is shouldn't be just one level of play. Um, even if it's one style of music. There's still, still different involved. levels. Right, still dynamics involved. Still dynamics involved. Kick, I'm putting compression on. Um, because, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, they say more compression on the kick gives a little bit more punch. Um, that depends. And that, that, mm. That's what I was going to say. Some people live by that. Oh, I, I compress the crap out of it because it gives it more punch. I think that's true in a more of a studio situation. Now, I think the beater that you use. Yeah. The head that you use. Definitely. The drum that you're using. And then the player is what really gives you the punch you're either looking for or not. Now. Once again, you can dial in some compression and dial it a little, in, you know, heavy, um, and it, it will do that. But once again, that'll help you control your levels. That's what that's what it's for. Toms, all toms, I'm throwing compression on, just a little. I'm, I just wanted to bounce a little bit, and if I find in sound check, if I don't know the drummer, if I find that you know I, we need a little well, listen. Once again, that's why your hands need to be up here. Not in not in your pockets. Or or like or on your phone, like doing this. De definitely the phone you, my phone's not my phone's all the way over here, just in, even in an interview. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I I, I mean that's one that's another please don't get me started on the telephone. 
<laughs> and people and not either doing their jobs or doing their jobs. Um, so now, once again, snare, kick, toms, I'm throwing compression on. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Um, gating. You really have to, real. I think, you have to be careful because, once again, it's all got, about the player. It's all about the player. The player. Because that determines everything, especially if you're going to do like, especially if you're miking under your snare. It depends on like how that person, because he, he he could be a ghost notey dude and you're going to lose a whole lot. You'll lose it. You'll lose it all. Right? Yeah. So if that's the case, you're going to lose all the nuances of that player. Then if say the, say the dude's got like a paper foot, but he whack hard. Then, like, you have to figure out the nuances of how, okay, so how, you know, because this happened to me on a Sunday, and obviously on a Sunday when they changed drummers out. Right, so, you're like, so, wait a minute. Right, right. But this, this is the thing you figure out. Like, your head is down because this happens every Sunday. But you open it down, you open your bus channel, da, 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 you look at this stuff, and then you start sound checking. You go like, what the heck? Something's different. Right. No, it's, the, it's another person up there. Now you have to adjust because it could be, it's the same song. It's the same keyboard player. It's the same bass player. It's the same singers, but the drummer changes the whole vibe on the presentation of the song. So everything, all the steps you're talking about should happen regardless if that drum is the same, because you never know. Dude could be had a gig Saturday night and he's sore. He's not hitting as hard as he would normally hit. He or she's not hitting as hard as they normally hit. He's like, something's off. Something's, something's different. You go through that with vocalists. Like my, the vocalist at Agape, they come in. Um, and I, 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 you know me, I don't care. I say it out loud. First of all, they don't, they don't warm up the way they should because the band rehearses first. They come in, they sit down, they're on their phones. They're not warming up in another room. There's 50 rooms in that place. Okay? They don't warm up. Then they get on the stage. When they get on the stage to, to, to rehearse before we actually tape the uh, service for Wednesday, we roll it back on Wednesday, we tape on Tuesday, I just sit back like this. You know why? Because I've gone through staging them and what is wrong? Why are they not singing the same? Oh, because they're just getting up there and warming up. And they're not singing because they, they want to save their voice because they got to do it all again for the taping. Right. I'm like, not you're not helping me. You, right. I need you to sing full out but you know what you're well, not saying? At least, you're at, not least even warm. at least give me 75. But if you're not warm, if not warmed up, I you can't, can't expect give anything me 75. I can't expect anything from you. So once again, by the luckily I know them pretty well, but that I had to learn that about them, right? Right. They're not warmed up. So it goes for the same thing with drums. With that, I very minimal gating. Because, like you said, kind of a light foot. Now you're missing all these double things that this person's trying to do in a roll, in a nice fill. Or mm -hmm. the snare. I don't really, very rarely do I even gate the snare. Very rarely. Because it's going to be played so much that, you know what? We just it need, to, be open. We need right. to be We need to keep it there. Tom's, I'm throwing a little bit. The, once again, if it's a drummer I know and I've learned that I know where to do it, I know how that person's hitting. If it's not, 
I'm dialing them back. New drummer, I'm dialing them back a little bit because I don't know. Let me let me see where this person's going. So that's something you got to be careful of. Um, J- we, Jermaine Parrish is playing at Agape now. Mm. When he came in, Jermaine, great player, great guy, nice guy. But Jermaine... I don't know where if he if he hits hard anywhere else, and I've seen him play before. This dude don't hit hard. He's right here. He's wrist He's all a day. Guy. He's he, wrist. He, yeah, and, yeah, and it's and it's and it's fine. But drummers that we had there before him, yeah, we were gated up. We were everything because we know how they would hit. We had to open gates with him. We had to open them. Um, because it's not it's not traveling the same. And he's in a cage, but you know, the bottom line is it's just not the same. So like you said, it varies from drummer to drummer. So once again, engineers, you have to pay attention. Please put the phone down. Please pay attention to the room. And you will that's how you'll become a better uh engineer all the way around. You know, the the the, the funny thing is like you said, put the phone down. I had a show last week. Literally, I'm sitting in my studio and I saw an engineer like straight miss a cue because it, it, it was like this. Just straight miss a cue. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at the stage. I don't see nothing. I don't I see something, but I don't hear nothing. It just straight miss miss straight missed it because he had the phone. And I did a whole show on put down the phone. Oh, I wish you'd have called me on that one. Ah, boy, there'd be some hurt feelings, and I challenge them all. Like you're not, it, it, you don't, you have, you have no idea how I hate, hate that. When I when I go to train um, audio, you know, uh, groups at wherever churches, whatever, especially churches, because they come in with this idea that I'm coming and I'm going to do this for the glory of God. And yes, you are. So that means it has to be to a certain level of excellence or as best as you can get there. First thing I ask, and it's such a trick question. So how many of you raise your hand by show of hands? How many of you want are going to are coming to do this because you also just want to make sure you come to church and want to participate in church every week? Every hand in the room. I said, so, bottom line is you all can leave right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, gosh. They say, what? Just like you said. I said, because the bottom line is this. If you come here to help do this job or cameras or TD or if you, whatever the case may be, you are not in the service. You are of the service. Of the service. You are not coming here to go to church. You are coming here to help facilitate the church service so that the Holy Spirit can be here uninterrupted. Right. Right. You have a job to do. If the pastor tells you to join hands with the person next to you, you cannot touch their hands. Because what happened, that. dude? That's why you talk to people. This is you, oh, you're getting God. more knowledge than anybody else because you're talking to all these professionals who have all this information, right? Right? You can't touch. Don't don't touch that hand. 
I've had people reach out to me while sitting behind 56 channels of console and want to hold my hand because the pastor told them to reach out. I've had that happen. I've had that happen. And I look at them, I say, I can't. Now they've got an attitude. Like, I've got my shoulder. No, don't touch me. (laughs) No, don't. No, no. See, see, you're not getting there, Prentice. I said, let me sit up. I can leave? Okay, we get up and leave now. We get up and leave now. If that's what you've come... Is this thing on? <laughs> if you come here to go to church, you can get up and leave. And I'll explain why. You should see the faces. Oh, this man must not be of God. No, I am of God. Because you are here to facilitate what is the worship service for the people. If right. you want to be those people, this is not the job for you. For you, right. Security is not the job for you. Do you want to see a security guard like this bowing head down, <laughs> holding everybody's hand, praying? <laughs> not me. <laughs> no way. So what's the difference? that? Because that person's of the service. Not in the service. You want to be in the service? There's plenty of pews. All you don't have to do a thing. But if you're here to serve, you're of the service, not in the service. So with that, you cannot hold people's hands. Because what's gonna happen is somebody's gonna be so the, the the Holy Spirit's gonna jump on somebody while you praying, holding these other people's hands, and your head's down praying. And you know what happens? Somebody got a song on their heart. Here's their microphone. Is this on? Waving it at you. Tapping it. (laughs) But your eyes are closed. Your head is down. You know, you have no use to us. you're in the service, not of the service. You have no... Yeah. You're useless right now. You're useless. So... I tell them, maybe you don't want to do this every week. You may want to begin on a schedule. I tell us to whoever's the head of the, you know, the ministry, you may want to create a schedule. Second and second and fourth Sundays may be your thing, or <coughs> excuse me, first and third. I don't know. Right. But if you want to go to church, this ain't the job. You can't jump up and have no shout. You can't come there with, heavy, with a heavy heart. If you do, when the sermon shows up, then you sit back and you listen or whatever. But if the shout begins, and I've had stuff on my heart when I've been in church, when I've been playing in church, or when I've been, I'm going to run around myself and praise God and say, thank you for bringing me through. Right. Because we'll praise him even in the bad times. That's right. But guess what? If you're there to support him, you can't you can't be in the service because now you you you're ruining the Holy Spirit. If 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 that's the way the church serves, and we all know churches, there, there is no real program. Like it, right. it could go a different way. Mm-hmm. However, God wants it to go. Right. You gotta be paying attention though. Gotta be paying attention. So phones down, head, don't touch me. Uh-uh, don't even, don't, don't even touch. If I got to run up and take care of something, I take off running, you're going to be thinking, oh, my hand was just on his shoulder. What, did I do something wrong? Right. No, I had to go do something. Right. Don't yeah. touch me. Don't 
Don't even come near this stuff because if something go wrong, can I plug in my phone? How many people can I plug oh, my phone God, in back there? Please. Oh God. See? <laughs> See? God. See the shout goes right there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All this equipment you want to plug in your phone. Oh gosh. And you oh, want to interrupt me during praise and worship to ask me while this music's playing, can you plug in your phone? Because 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 our our praise our praise dance ministry is next, and oh this 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 is the one this is the one. So do you have um blah 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 by such and such artists? Because they think you're a DJ. Yes, they really think you're a DJ. Yes. Y'all, right, so, so y'all came unprepared. Okay. I I, I could find it on YouTube. That's the other one. Can you find it on YouTube? What? It's gonna play the commercial. Commercial. Yeah, don't you know there's a commercial that's gonna play? We can go down this the stuff that we run through is nonsensical. And it's ama- it amazes me because I often want to say to them, do I come to your job and inter- and interrupt you? <laughs> this don't this is ton t- Twenties of thousands of dollars worth of equipment that you know you've never seen before. Right. And you have the gall to come up here and interrupt me for anything? That's crazy. Cause you never mind. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into who they wouldn't do that to. Huh. Yes. I'm not gonna get into who they wouldn't do that to. Right. I'm gonna leave it there. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. One last question before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, as as you're setting up your drums, how are you setting up the other instruments around it, thinking of the drummer in mind? Well, drummers usually like to be next to the bass player, right? Because what is my right foot? My right foot is nothing but a bass, bass guitar at the end of the day. Playing the bass drum, hopefully locking in with the bass guitarist. I know all bass guitarists like to hear that because it's the truth. Um, otherwise we're playing against you and that often bothers us both. So I'm trying to get the bass player next to the drummer as close as possible. Um, I, these days, because of different non-conventional setups, I I often do not want the drummer center stage behind the lead vocalist. I like the drummer far, far left or far right. That helps us with our vocals, right? Yes. Right? It just, it, with, even with plexi and all that, it still... Yes. It, it, it makes the battle easier. Makes the battle so much easier. We can push that vocalist so much more without getting all those drums from you know around them. And right. with the influx of ears, that that helps as well. But suppose you're not, even though still drums are an acoustic instrument, let's get them further left, further right, just not behind your lead vocalist. Hopefully not near your background vocalist either in, in your stage plot. That's just not a good... Now you got... Three or four more microphones open on the drums. Right. You don't even realize it. Okay. Right. Um, so drums and bass close to one another. Of course, with ear, with uh, eye shot, with an eye shot of your keys and whatever, whoever else. Um, semicircular, I like because once again, now wherever you look, you can usually see who you need to see. And um, but guitar creating a, a true rhythm section is always my goal. Meaning, 
drums, bass, and keys, if that's the case. And then you got vocalists. If they can be further away, that's even better. Just put them on the monitors as they need. They get what they need. Yeah. Kick hat and snare in their in their monitors. They don't need toms and all that. You know, uh, if they want a little bit, I give them a little bit. But yeah. if, I'm talking about not, you know, not being on ears. Yeah, Everybody doesn't have ears. Pepper, paprika. That's all a little sprinkle. That's, That's it. Right. Because that way they could, they're in time. Uh, of course, everybody's using some type of sequencer. So, of course, they got to have that because depending upon what's on that sequencer, whether it's background vocals, whether it's percussion, whether it's strings, you know, auxiliary stuff, you want that in those monitors. And, but really kind of creating as much uh, isolation. Big key. Between drums and bass. Um, well, drums and all your and your vocals, bass. Depending upon, of course, try. I also try not to have the bass cabinet too close to the drums. Why? Because now you're getting a low end rumble. Yeah. Right. Yep. So a little, on the other side of the bass player is better, but of course the bass player wants it near him or her. So of course whatever bass you want, drums you can get that in your monitor, in your ears, a little bit in your sub, you know, um, and go from there. But once again. Even now, let's also talk about a little bit on directional, how these microphones should be placed on these drums, right? I like, you know, uh, once again, I still love microphones on actual stands versus microphones on the drums. Right. And I prefer that really in the studio. I prefer it live too, but of course it's not always, you always don't have the uh, real estate. Hardware, yeah. Well, you might have the hardware, not the real estate on the the floor. Real estate, right, right. So what happens now is you place these drums mics on the on the rims and that's good. But once again, if that drum is not tuned correctly, there's gonna be some rumble, some rattle. Drum drummers, oh, uh, what is that noise? I've had to ask you guys. Oh, 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 yeah, there's a nut inside the drum that's still Oh, right. Yeah. So you yeah. how long are you gonna live with that in there? You're not gonna take that out and put it. Okay, so I'm hearing this after effect of a rumbling nut. <laughs> inside the drum on the on the lower head you know we hear all these things that they think that they can get by with and it kind of stinks so you got to be careful of that right um but where we're placing microphones once again yeah two i try to put the butts together on the tom so that they're facing opposite way so i don't pick up one tom with the other mic and the other time the other mic floor tom I try to place it outside of the, if if there's a, well, these guys have such stacks now with the symbols. It's like hard getting any isolation with that. But, you know, if it's facing down a little close to the, to that floor, Tom head. At least you can get the whack on it. We'll get the whack on it. We'll hear the note. Right. Right. We'll hear the note. Snare. um, Once again, it's not many places to put a snare mic if you've got Tom's. especially if you got another six inch time, it gets, it gets tight. But of course, if you can have 90 degree um, XLR females, oh, that's always helped, right? That gives you a little less Definitely length comes on in them, handy. Right. Yeah. And you get a lot more room out of it. Get a little more room, you know, and especially if you just go to simple 57, right? That's a shorty, you know, it's a shorter mic mm-hmm. and, and it's going to give you what you need. It's going to give you the tonality that you're looking for the signal. Um, and then, you know, uh, hat. I try to place the hat. Some people like to put it on the closer inside towards the top. I don't like that. Give it further out. Once again, gives it a little isolation or just underneath. You'll still get the same attack underneath. And 
it it, it often, depending upon what's going on, because some people, especially now with the bigger tours, they're putting more stuff over that hi-hat. They need auxiliary electronics. Right. Right, um, they got pads over there. Pads, it's a whole nother set. So they got a, sm- you, a, a, a smaller snare. Right. So right. So if you if you mic the the, the hi hat underneath, you'd be surprised at what you're gonna get. It's it's those electronics, okay. that digital age. I keep telling y'all about. <laughs> y'all better, <laughs> we we better go. We better go back to this. Oh gosh. I was like, gosh, okay, we figured that out. See, this, okay. this, look, this couldn't start by itself. Ah! <laughs> Never did it ever start rewind or anything by itself. It just sat there like a, you know, they say, you know, people, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, you can leave this right on this. Right. It ain't going to so, do nothing. Those of you who are listening, <laughs> he put up a cassette. If you were watching, you definitely know. But if you were listening, he put out a cassette. All right. So before we get out of here, we do our thing. 30 seconds and going. Quick for quick, quick, quick questions. True, false, yes, no. Are you ready, sir? <laughs> I'm gonna try my best. All right. 30 seconds and gone. Question one, what's your favorite go-to kick mic? Uh, Beta 52. Question two, name your top three drummers. My dad, Frank Brown Sr., Dave Weckl, uh, and Omar Akeem. Oh, good choice. Uh, I already know the answer. I don't know why I even wrote this down. Pick your favorite... um. Um, console manufacturer. <laughs> Yamaha, right. call me. <laughs> Yamaha, right. Yamaha, call you. As a drummer, which, what was your stick size you, you like to use? Uh, five. Actually, I, I it's the Dave Dave Weckl Evolutions. They're like a five A, I think. Okay, five A. Okay, yeah, but, and yeah, it's a, it's the, it's actually the Weckl Evolutions. A lot of people don't know about them. What an incredible stick! Last question, number five. Do you prefer to use a sub on the on the monitor? For the drum monitor, I um, <laughs> I, I you know I don't I, as an engineer no as a drummer yeah <laughs> it's kind of an oxymoron right <laughs> like how can you like it as a drummer it, 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 I understand both sides you know I get it there it is ladies and gentlemen boys and girls cats and dogs of all ages I want to thank my good brother Frank Brown Jr. For sharing this well, sharing this information, um, it's going to be a bunch of links in the in the bio, a bunch of links in the show notes. So make sure you subscribe, review, and we're going to say like we always say: keep God first in everything you do. We we'll see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast. <laughs>